Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first episode of Todd Sinofante Presents Stunts in Film, Stunts in Acting, and Stunts in Everything Else. T-O-D-D Sinofante. Let me give you a quick bio and rundown on who the man Todd Sinofante is. So Todd has been in the entertainment industry for over two decades. As an actor, stuntman, and athlete, he's a man of many talents. He's always dreamed of being in movies with... His drive and persistence, he was hired on the film Sudden Death in 1994 to be Jean-Claude Van Damme's stand-in photo double. After a few films, he also became Van Damme's stunt double. A military veteran of Army, he arrived, achieved the physical fitness patch for performing 125 push-ups in two minutes and 85 sit-ups in two minutes and ran the two-mile in 12 minutes and 34 seconds, he landed his first acting role as Latab in Fist of Legends 2, Iron Bodyguards. The end fight scene is beautifully choreographed. He landed his second role as John claude Croissant in the hilariously martial arts comedy Kung Fu. A few independent films Todd has worked on include Turbulent Skies, Super Shark, A Reason to Live, and The Deepest Dream. Todd is also a world traveler and a huge animal lover. Todd is now gaining fame for his acting abilities, as well as being one of the best athletic actors in the business. He has excelled in such sports as football, baseball, basketball, tennis, bowling, golf, archery, just to name a few. With his ability, sky's the limit for Todd Sinofante. Look out for his new movies, which include Alien Danger 2, It Wants Blood Part 2, and the rideshare killer where he plays the killer in the movie. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is the man, the myth, the legend, T-O-double-D, Sinofante, Mr. Todd Sinofante. What is up? Mr. Beal, that was a great introduction. Thank you, sir. So, let's let the audience know about you. 
your beginnings in life, not just the business. We want to get to know who Todd Senofante, the man, is. So tell us about where you're from and what it was like growing up. I grew up in Dunmore, Pennsylvania. Uh, not a lot of people know who where Dunmore is, so I say Scranton because Scranton is on the map. It's a little town in Scranton called Dunmore. Growing up, uh, I was blessed to have uh, the best parents. Uh, they've always uh, encouraged us, and sports played a major role in our uh, our lives growing up because football, baseball, basketball, tennis, bowling, golf, all those that you mentioned, was always a part of our life that uh, made us – uh, achieve and prioritize, especially in schoolwork, because, you know, we'd go to school, then we'd go to practice, and then we'd have to come home and get our schoolwork done. So sports to me uh, is a big part of my life. My dad was my first basketball coach, and uh, he's the epitome of a renaissance man. He's also my idol. He knows a little bit about everything. And that uh, helped me, you know, achieve a lot of my goals. And uh, my goal, again, is to be just like him. He's a great guy. And I was also blessed to have both parents at every single football game, basketball game, bowling tournament. They're always there to support us. And I feel that uh, it's a very, very important um, aspect uh, growing up and continuing, you know, to pursue uh, different avenues uh, right now. So were you always a fan or were you enamored with the entertainment industry as a young like a young age? Well, you know, growing up, you know, Je uh, Jackie Chan, Jet Li, those are the idols. Uh, but if you want to get into the story, how I started out, maybe I should. Um, I uh, graduated Dunmore High School. Then I went to Penn State Scranton to continue my baseball and basketball uh, career. And uh, after I, I graduated uh, Penn State Scranton, I joined the military. I joined the uh, Pennsylvania Army National Guard, did my basic training at Fort Benning, Georgia. Um, and I'll never forget the very last day right before graduation, the drill sergeants, rolled in a TV, a VCR, and they had the movie Kickboxer. And all the guys are looking at the Kickboxer, Kickboxer. So we played it. We we're watching it. And about, yeah, 10, 15 minutes into the film, you know, the guys are started looking at me and saying, hey, Todd, you you look like that guy. I said, who is it? It's uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Ah. Start watching it, watching it, keep watching it. So that was the first... Uh, um, time ever anybody ever said hey you look like that guy so i graduated basic training i went home to pennsylvania i went to um the main campus in, in, in penn state it was it's a great campus it's a great school i just just couldn't get really get my bearings so i withdrew took a semester off and i applied to bloomsburg university another funny part Day before I graduated, I was at this Halloween party. No, it wasn't a Halloween party. It, it, it was a party. No, it, was, it wasn't a, Hall a Halloween party. And I was dressed as a girl. I had the, uh, you know, tube top, 
you know, I look, I look kind of pretty. And these girls are waving me over. So I walked over. She goes, you know who you look like? I'm dressed as a girl. You look like that Jean-Claude Van Damme guy. I go, really? Okay. Second time someone said that. So I graduated uh, Bloomsburg University with a bachelor. Okay. Continue from where you left off. I'm sorry. We are having technical difficulties. We lost the link. We're going to have to see if we can get him back on. So uh, if everybody will please stand by, we'll, we'll, we'll take care of that in just a minute. And while I'm doing that, Tim, maybe you can tell everybody about how you met Todd. Actually, that's a good question. Um, being a life artist and martial arts film fan, pretty much and, and my clients is my is blood Frank Dukes is the blood sport in the film John Claude Van Damme played Frank Dukes was the basis of the film was on Frank Dukes's life so I just followed John Claude Van Damme from there and I'm a huge fan of stuntmen and stunt doubles. And I'm almost more of a fan of stuntmen and stunt doubles and stunt and stunt than I am actors, because stunt people put their bodies on the line, everything they do, and they're, they're the ones with the real risks. But they're never awarded and they're never really recognized because a lot of actors don't like it to be known that they have stunt doubles or, or photo doubles. And like, like the awards, they have best actor category for every pretty much every division of acting but they don't have a division for the best stunt award and that's something that should be implemented because these stunt men and stunt women are the ones that take the risk and they take more of a risk than anybody else on the entire set of a production i've heard horror stories from stunt men going through regular routines of doing stunts breaking their neck, having to rehab. Give me a case in point with that is my client, Bob Miner. He was the first black stuntman inducted into the Stuntman Association, which is a union for stuntmen. And he's the first black uh, stunt double inducted into the Stuntman Association Hall of Fame. So he's done films. But he's done car scenes, car chases, car stunts. Falls, free falls, and he was on a set of Blues Brothers 2000, and he was doing a car stunt, and he overextended the wheel and turned it too sharply, turned the car sideways, did the stunt like he was supposed to do it, but when he did it in the landing, he jarred his neck to the point where he broke his neck in three places, and he had to take about two and a half years away from the business to rehabilitate himself. Had to learn to walk again. Had to learn to talk again. You had to learn to do the basic basic functions of ordinary people, everyday ordinary people. And so, for me, like I said, following stuntmen's careers, stuntwomen's careers, like I have, I just contacted Todd because I said, "Well, here's the guy behind Van Dam that actually makes it all happen." Okay. And you know what? But we he doesn't to... get the credit he deserves. 
And I'll tell you what, we want to hear more of that. I'm, I'm going to uh, talk about some other stuff right now, and I'm going to give you the opportunity to set up his link with him. I sent you an email to do that. Uh, and while we're waiting for, for Todd to get back, we want to mention some of the other shows we have on the channel. Um, for those of you who are tuning in tonight and haven't had a chance to see them, Mondays we're talking about the Jerkinson Files with Randy Jerkinson at 4 p.m. Right after that at 5.30 p.m. is the O Spot uh, with Ona Z. It's a very interesting uh, take on a, a different part of the entertainment industry, the adult industry, um, and she's got a lot to say. Also after that at 8 p.m. we're looking at the family business with, yes, Eric, and Eliza Roberts. And they're going to be talking about what it's like in their part of the world of entertainment. Following that, hey, it's another big night because it's 9.30. We're going to have No Holds Barred with Frank Dukes. That's right. We're talking about Jean-Claude Van Damme here right now. Well, Frank Dukes, he, he was the uh, reason why we had Bloodsport as a movie, and Jean-Claude Van Damme actually played Frank Dukes in that movie. And then we're finishing up that night at... With uh, at 10.30 with Macho Man Days, and that's with the Macho Man. Tuesdays, it's 5.30 p.m., it's 0 to 60, The Punch, with Derusio Harris and Dada 5000. Um, we're hoping they're going to be back. We understand there was a uh, uh, an illness in the family, and uh, we're, we're looking forward to having them with us next Tuesday. I hope everything's fine. And, after, and starting after uh, May 6th, going to have the body shop with, yes, Jesse, the body Ventura. 8.30 on uh, Tuesdays, that's Freedom is Wonderful with Mary Michelle and Gio uh, Arpeggio. Uh, we had their show last night. It, if you missed it, you missed a heck of a show. It, it was wonderful. Um, and so uh, we're looking forward to you uh, getting together with us, you know, for that. And then, of course, we round off Tuesdays with Tuesdays with Tony. Tony Atlas talks about being in the wrestling industry, and uh, it's really cool. Um, I still haven't seen Todd come back to his link yet. Oh, wait, he just came back. So let's see if we can get him back online and uh, see what happens. Um, you there? I'm, I'm here. Was I talking to myself on that last one? You might have been. <laughs> No, you left right. off talking about um, you basically they brought in kickboxer. You're watching kickboxer, and everybody but told do you I, you look like John Clark. Should I should I do the whole thing again? No, just continue. No, 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 no. Where do I leave off first? This is stage. This is improvisation. One take. What do I continue? And if with this guy, we probably need about twenty takes. What would you um, like to? Where would you like to continue? Let's put it that way. You were talking well, I don't about. Know where I oh, so you were, did um, it just did it did it just cut off? Yeah, it just suddenly disappeared. But you were <laughs> just talked about uh, the last night before you graduated. Basic training. Um, basic training. Okay. I can start there. No, Tell actually, I think it was after. Did you go to, to college after basic training? Yeah. All right. So it was the last night before you ended college. Okay. All right. And the girls. The, oh, yeah, you were dressed like a girl, and uh, oh. she thought you looked like Jean-Claude Van Damme. So we already got that, or do I repeat it? Well, I just said it, so you don't have to repeat it. But I want to interject something real quick. Todd, as an actor, is a one-taker. He gets everything done right in one take, just to make that clear so people know yeah, who I'm talking a, about. He is a one-take actor. That was a technical difficulty. Not my fault. No, you're good. 
Shame on you. All right, so when do I start? <laughs> Go now. Meanwhile, you can start anytime you like, sir. It's your show. <laughs> so, yeah, when, at Bluesburg, I was at this Halloween party again, and these girls called me over and said, oh, hey, do you know who you look like? They said, you look like Jean-Claude Van Damme. So that was the second time it happened. So I graduated Bloomsburg, um, and I go home to Dunmore. I go to a, a local bar in Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania, with my buddies. So we're at this—it's uh, like an outdoor patio deck. And I walk in, and I see Ray Hollett. Ray Hollett is one of the original American Gladiators. Her fighting name was Zap. Also, a shout mm -hmm. out to my buddy Mike O'Hearn. Mike O'Hearn was Titan. But he getting it back to Ray. Uh, I went over. I said, hey, Ray. I said, uh, Todd Fonte. She goes, I thought you were Jean-Claude Van Damme when you walked in. I think that's the third time somebody said that. She goes, before you leave, make sure you come see me. I said, okay. So about an hour later, it started raining outside. My buddy said, ah, let's go. I said, well, hold on. I got to go see Ray. So I go find her. I said, Ray, we're going to take off. She said, okay, let's meet for lunch next week. I really want to talk to you. You know, write up a little bio. I said, all right. So we meet next the following week. We have lunch, um, and she read the bio. She goes, "You should really consider about you know doing something." I said, "All right." So you know you should try to get some local you know pictures and modeling jobs or acting jobs. All right. So I went home and I looked at the paper, and they said you know model wanted for a, a washer and appliance model. <laughs> so I said I, I I applied, I got it. So I show up. They give me a, a shirt. It said either Stan or Bob and a big, long screwdriver. So I had the screwdriver, you know, into the washer and dryer, licking, waving, like that. And the guy taking my photo said, hey, do you know who you look like? I said, Eddie Murphy? No, you look like Jean-Claude Van Damme. And this guy actually had a business card for ICM, Jack Gilardi's office in Beverly Hills. He goes, here. See what you can do about it. See what we can do with that. You never know. I said, yeah, cool. So I took it, went home. A couple, two, three weeks later, I'm home at my table, eat my Cocoa Puffs. I saw the card. Eh, you know what? What the heck? I called my cousin, Gigi. She owns Powell Studio in Scranton. I said, Gigi, I said, can you take some pictures of me doing the kicks and the splits? Yeah, sure. Come on down. So we had the pictures taken and... I FedExed them to Jack Gilardi's office. Two days later, I get a message. My dad goes, hey, someone called for you. I'm like, 310, 310, right? That's California. I called the number up. I said, hey, this is Todd Sinefonte, you know, returning your call. Hey, Todd, we're glad you called. We loved your packet. Mr. Van Dam is out of the country right now, but we're going to make sure he definitely sees these. Like, okay, thank you. I remember I called all my buddies. Hey, guess what? Guess what? Guess what? Guess what? So I waited a couple more weeks. I sent more pictures. Another week, sent more pictures. Then I finally called them back. I said, hey, it's Todd Senefonte, you know, just uh, giving you a call. Just any updates? Yes, we have a big update. Jean-Claude is doing a movie in Pittsburgh called Sudden Death. You're in Scranton. Why don't you drive out there? You never know what can happen. I remember I hung the phone up. I packed my little Subaru up. I drove five hours uh, west to, to Pittsburgh, not knowing where I was going to stay. 
And I'll never forget, I walked into the production office and a girl was writing something on the uh, pad and she looks up, she gives me a double take. She goes, oh, Mr. Van Dam, you're here. I'm like, no, I'm Todd. I'm applying for the stand-in job. Oh, oh, have a seat. Met with the first AD. Uh, they were like, wow, Jean-Claude does have a stunt double, but we can definitely use you. Can, can you come back and meet the director next week? And I'm thinking, hmm, could I come back? Yeah. Drove back, drove back, drove back. Met the director the following week, and they said, Todd, you know, we can definitely use you. So that is how the ball started rolling. That is how the saying, luck and timing. I'm the example of luck and timing because that right there, I started on sudden death. And if you want, I can go on to other films or do you want me to save those? Talk to me, Timmy. Actually, you want to talk about sudden death a little more because that's the beginning and that's the first experience you had in the business. And so when you walked on the set, did John Claude know why you were there? I mean, did he know the well, purpose you were there? No, he didn't. And the very first time, it says we'll be right back. Are we off? Hey, folks, this is Wolfie D here. And if you are looking to buy or sell a home in Tennessee or Southern Kentucky, you're going to want to call my buddy, the rock star realtor, Benji Bowie. And you say, Wolfie, how do I get in touch with this rock star? Well, you can call him directly at 615-390-8216. You can go to his website, BowieHomes.com. That's B-U-I-E Homes.com. Or you can email him at BenBowie34 at gmail.com. B-E-N-B-U-I-E-34 at gmail.com. When you need a home, you need the Rockstar Realtor. Tell him Wolfie sent you. Benji is a member of Exit Realty's Garden Gate team in Gallatin, Tennessee. M&J Video Games and Collectibles. Sport and non-sport cards, wrestling items, autographed items. We buy, sell, and trade. M&J Video Games and Collectibles, located at... 1049 Queen Street, Southington, Connecticut. Call us at 1-860-479-9223 or 860-93-GAMES. M&J, video games and collectibles. Hi, it's Josh from Under the Table Hot Sauce. I'm here with my friend, the star of the show, Jimmy Farrow. Yeah, what's up, JB? Nah, nothing. It's been a hot summer, and for all your barbecue needs, you can go to UndertheTableHotSauce.com. 13 unique flavors to choose from, created and bottled in a Long Island kitchen. UndertheTableHotSauce.com. Let's go chow, JB. Let's do it. All the flavor, twice the burn. So fun and stunts everything. We're talking about his beginnings in the business when he walked on death, which was his very first experience in the business. And John, you were there, you were saying, so when you walked up to John Claude, what happened? Did you walk up to him or did he? Well, here, here, here's what happened. So the very first day on set, I was still, uh, I had to go to the production office in the morning 
And the first AD or second AD comes over and says, hey, did you meet JC yet? I said, no, just come with me. So we're walking down the hall and, and I can see in, in the distance, you know, Jean-Claude in his robe, looking at his uh, wardrobe. And uh, the second AD goes, hey, Jean-Claude, this is Todd. You, you know, he's going to be your, you know, your stand-in and photo double. And I was like, hey, Jean-Claude, nice to meet you. I'm a big fan. He shook my hand. He was like, whoa, where'd you find this guy? And um, so that was the first encounter. So the very first day of shooting, uh, again, all I had to do was the stand-in work. Now, those of you that don't know what stand-in does, a stand-in comes on the set before the actor, gets the proper lighting. So let's just say if Jean-Claude was uh, running, uh, you know, towards a car and he's got to stop and look back, I would do that first. So the camera guys know exactly, you know, uh, to zoom in, zoom out and, and to get the lighting. So that was my gig for, you know, the first two weeks. I would do that and, you know, he would come on to show, I, okay, Jean-Claude, you know, you got to go over there, you know, look to your right, look up and then go that way. So that's what a stand-in does. And so that's what I did um, for the first uh, you know, first few weeks. And I gave him his space. I didn't bother him on set. I did what I had to do. I left. And I would say probably the second second week of the film in the Civic Arena. We're in Pittsburgh, Civic Arena during the hockey strike. So there's like nobody in the, in the Civic Arena, just uh, extras. So we're, I'm up on the second level with the camera guy. He goes, okay, now, Todd, you're going to stand here. I want you to look around, look down, look this way, and do that for a little bit. So, okay, I'm looking down, I'm looking this. And then from the back, I hear, hey, which girl do you like? And I turn around to Jean-Claude, and there's all like, you know, a bunch of girls. Oh, that girl in the green is kind of cute. He goes, yeah, you got to be careful these days. I say, yeah, I know. Yeah, I said I was in a long relationship, and, you know, that ended. And he goes, really? He goes, stay here. He does his scene. He comes back up the stairs. He goes, come with me. We go to the top level and we're sitting side by side. He goes, okay, tell me what happened. Tell me what happened with you. Well, you know, you know, she wanted to get married and, you know, I had this opportunity and he goes, ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. it happens, you know, because, uh, and then we just start talking about, you know, uh, working out and, and training and, and eating right and the beautiful city of Pittsburgh. So that was our first bond. And then I'll never forget the, the uh, little PA, uh, PA comes walking up the stairs and she goes, um, um, Todd, the, the, they're ready for you. I said, I'm talking to Jean-Claude. And then we start laughing. <laughs> he goes, uh, you know, you better go. I said, okay. You know, I gave him a fist bump. We go down. So that was my first encounter. And again, you know, I, I, I would just do my job and leave, do my job. Then I got to start doing some inserts of, of uh, what a photo double does. So whenever you see an actor and it, it goes like to a close-up, let's see if their hands, you know, doing stuff. That's pretty much what a photo double does. So I was, you know, on the computer doing the photo double stuff. And then they had uh, some scenes of me like, like running away when he can't see the actor. That's usually a double. So I got, that's when I started doing the photo doubling. And then the end of, when the helicopter, if you saw the movie, there's a helicopter that crashes and smashes. And Jean-Claude's stunt double was on the top of the, uh, the arena. So there's a scene when it, when the, when the, it shows the, the helicopter coming down right before it explodes, you see, uh, it's supposed to be Jean-Claude 
the it was supposed to be Mark, the stunt double, but it was me just sitting on, on, on the, uh, the uh, a cardboard box. And they, of course, you know, green screened it. But that the whole scene where you see me just sitting there like laying, laying back like that. So that was another photo doubling job. Um, and the, the best thing for me has nothing to do with the movie business, but we were filming um, at Three River Stadium. I'm a big Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Steelers fan. So it was a Saturday night. The Steelers were practicing for a Monday night game. So they were actually on the field. We were filming in the locker room because the Civic Arena was was closed down. So before a t- in between takes, I go to the AD. I said, "Can I run out to the field just to look?" Yeah, go ahead. So I look. I, I got the chance to go into the Three River Stadium. There's Greg Lloyd, Mike Tomczak, Neil O'Donnell, uh, uh, you know, Barry Foster, Yancey Thigpen, Ron Woodson. And then Coach Cower walks by. I said, hey, Coach. He gives me the chin. So that was kind of cool for me to be able to meet these guys. And I did have a chance to meet my favorite player, Greg Lloyd. Uh, he was walking out of the um, um, locker room. I said, hey, Greg. I was with my dad. Hey, Greg. Because my mom and dad came to see me. Greg, can I get an autograph? And I didn't have a camera mm-hmm. at that time. I should have, but he gave you an autograph. So that was uh, sudden and, and, and towards the end of sudden death. And I do have to apologize to if Yamar Yager, if you're watching this, a hockey legend, we kind of tricked him. <laughs> We're at a club and we pretended I was Jean-Claude's brother. He didn't know. We just kept it going. So Yamar Yager, I love you. Sorry about that. Um, so after sudden death came to an end, I didn't know if I was still going to work with him. I said, Jean-Claude, I said, you know, I said, I'm available, you know, if you need me for the quest. Okay, go give your information to the producer, you know, before you leave. I went over to the producer. Hey, you know, Jean-Claude told me to come over if you need me. It was okay. I gave him the information. So sudden death was a great experience. Uh, I, I'll never forget walking onto that set with the big lights. And it was like a feeling of. I belong here. So sudden death ended. I went back to Dunmore. A month later, I get a call from the AD and says, hey, we can use you on the quest. Are you available? Hmm, let me think here. Am I available? Let me tell my, yeah. So they said, don't shave. <laughs> don't cut your hair. And you know, we'll be sending you all the information. So my first flight overseas, I go to Thailand. I'm like, you can't put a price tag on, you know, traveling, especially when it's not on your dime. So so the quest was my next adventure. Again, just doing the stand-in, the photo doubling, because Jean-Claude still had a stunt double. Um, The quest was probably the most beautiful scenery I have ever experienced. We started in Phuket, went up north to Ayutthaya, Patai, and then we ended up in Hong Kong. Hong Kong is a a place that I think every single guy should visit before they get married. Um, So again, the quest, same thing, stand in. Okay, Jean-Claude, you got to this, you got to that. More inserts. I got to ride the, the the horses, I got to ride the elephants. Um, and then, uh, again, I didn't know if I was ever going to work with them again. 
Hey, Jean Claude, hey, hey. me for the you know the maximum risk. Let me know. There you go. Uh, he goes, okay. Give me. A, I went over. So the you third. actually, yeah, that's awesome. So when you when you went on the set of Sudden Death, you obviously went there to be Jean Claude Van Damme stunt or photo double. Let's say photo double. Um, but did you have any other interests of learning the way films were produced? Like, did you pick the brain of the director? Did you pick the brain of the producer? Did, were you interested in learning that process of how films were produced? At that time, I was still in on cloud nine. So I would actually, you know, watch what it takes to, you know, put a scene together. Because a scene on the screen that takes mm-hmm. two or three seconds it can take all day to film. There were long hours. The movie business is, it's not all glamorous like people think, but it gave me, um, it gave me the insight of, okay, this is what the film business is. 17 hour days, five, six days a week. You either love this business or you hate it. You cannot just like it. And I just fell in love with it. I would stay a little extra, you know, just to watch and learn. And I would watch, uh, you know, Mark, his stunt double at the time. I would talk to him. We actually had an interesting encounter. Now, those in the business know a stunt double is not a photo double. A photo double is not a stunt double. So mm-hmm. one time we're at a bar in Pittsburgh, and the uh, DJ uh Said, hey, and then we have in the in house Todd's and a five day Jean Claude stunt double. I'm like, what? Mark came over. I said, Mark, I said, listen to me. I never claimed to be Jean Claude stunt double on sudden death. I said, look, I said, photo double. The people that don't know the business assume when you say photo double, that means stunt double. So we kind of like clear that up because, you know, I, I know how it's a sensitive subject because stuntmen. Are, are, are proud of their work and they don't want anybody to take credit for it. So I cleared that up with him. He was fine with it. You know, I talked to the coordinator. I had to explain the situation. Um, so I, w- I would actually watch him. I would talk to the, you know, stunt coordinators. Oh man, that's kind of cool. You know, can I do that? Well, you know, Mark's, Mark's the main guy, you know, I said, okay. So I learned a lot and, and um, that gave me the push to, you know, try to do those, you know, those stunts and, and the scenes, you know, mm-hmm. that get your adrenaline up and going. So between the time you did Sudden Death, which, again, is your first experience in the industry, you actually started acting as well. And the first film that you did as an actor was Risk for Honor. Um, or actually, no, excuse me. It was Le- Fist of Legends 2 Iron Bodyguards. So yes. when you started into the business – were you interested in just pursuing it as a stunt double, potentially a photo double, potentially, or were you also interested in acting part of the industry? I was interested in acting. Uh, I, I love doing the stunts. I love doing the action. And I'll tell you how I got Fist of Legend 2 Iron Bodyguard's uh, role. On the quest, um, one of the actors uh, saw me, and this uh, he gave my information to a guy in New York named George Tan. He's a producer. I guess, you know, he, he got a lot of, you know, good re- response for me. And um, um, so I got a call after we left the quest. Look, are you interested in, in 
you know, playing the Russian uh, Lektov in Physiological and Bodyguards. I said, yeah, sure. So that was how I got um, Fist of Legends 2 film through being on the set of the quest uh, and then being in front of the camera. It just felt natural, even though, you know, I wanted to do like the fight scene, but it, it gives you a sense of, okay, here's the acting world. And then eventually I got to do, you know, uh, be involved in the stunt world. So Fist of Legend 2, we filmed in Taiwan. It was four days. It was so hot. It was so miserable. But that end fight scene, you know, took about two or three days just to film. And it came out really good. Alexander Lowe Ray was the uh, stunt coordinator, a legend. And Jet Li, not the original Jet Li, but Jet Li that played um, the, the other character, was a great acrobat. You know, he had so many quick, fast moves. Yeah, that's him there in the picture. And that experience, you know, just catapulted me and said, okay, you know, this is, this is something that, you know, it could happen. And uh, mm -hmm. it happened. And again, after the quest, I, get, I went to Jean-Claude, hey, uh, if you need me. So then I get uh, a call to do Maximum Risk. Maximum Risk was one of my favorite films to do because it was, it's, it, that's how I got my SAG card. Uh, again, Mark was a stunt double and we're in France. And, uh, but before I get into that, I want to mention Paul Ben Victor. Paul Ben Victor played one of the CIA agents in the film. Great actor. So before we started filming, I, I had a day off and, and I went down to this uh, little pub and Paul Ben Victor was on. And I knew Paul. Paul didn't know who I was. I said, Paul. I said, hey, I'm Todd. You know, I'm Jean-Claude's, mm -hmm. you know, stand-in uh, photo double. He goes, hey, nice to meet you. This was back in 95, 96. So they had TVs playing. And they had one. There's Paul Ben Victor on the left. One of my favorite films was on the screen, True Romance. Paul had uh, a scene in that True Romance, and it was at the very end scene. And there was a couple of girls next to him. He goes, hey, girls, watch this. And it was a the very end scene where the big shootout, and then, you know, Paul gets shot. I was like, Paul, it's my favorite film, man. He goes, okay, brother, we'll see you on set. So <laughs> the next day, uh, we get to, we start shooting. But before that, I went down to the lobby, and I got to meet Natasha Henstridge. Beautiful, beautiful girl. And I'm sitting there with one of the uh, producers and we pretended I was Jean-Claude's, you know, cousin playing his double. And we had Natasha going the whole hour. And then at the end, I said, oh, Natasha, you know, I'm Todd. You know, I'm just going to be his, you know, stand-in photo double. She goes, oh, my God, where did they find you? Uh, and there was a couple of scenes that I, I got to do with Natasha and Max Home Risk. But Max Home Risk, it was a great film. Uh, we shot in... Uh, uh, France uh, and Nice, and then we went to uh, Philadelphia and New York. So that there was was again another great film. Um, that when it came to an end, <laughs> again, hey Jean Claude, eh, need me for uh, double team, you know? Uh, go give your give me information. But Max Omris was the first mm -hmm. uh, stunt I ever did. It's a scene where Jean Claude is driving the tripod, but they had a uh, um, a, a French guy doing the tripod. It was Mark and another French guy that when they crashed, they, they flew over. 
when you see them crash into the the car windshield they would cut and they would put me in there harness me on the hood of the car because again that scene mark was on i think the first unit and charlie paterni came over to me stunt coordinator said hey todd do you want to do this i said well, what is it well we're going to harness you on the car you know you're, you're going to be secure and you're going to drive and crash into tables and chairs i said yes so they had me do that crash in and that was my first stunt scene and that's how i got my sad card um so it, it was again timing and luck is is i guess the story of my life so again maximum risk ends uh junk line oh ghosty oh motion would you, would you say the business is I, I think of the business this way. You may think of the business completely different, but I think the business is 90% luck and timing, being at the right place at the right time, and 10% talent. That's my personal opinion. I don't know what your opinion is, but I'd love to hear your opinion on that. I'm going to say 95% luck, 5% timing. Because okay. if you don't have any luck, you know there's no, there's no timing. That's just me. But I like your uh, percentage too. You can't go wrong. So when you when you started out acting, had you went to film school? Had you went to acting school, or is this something I that took, you just? I took uh, I took commercial uh, classes in Jersey, and then okay. when I when I uh, were, were jumping a little ahead because in '99 when I moved to California, I started taking acting classes from Bobby Chance, um, Leo Rossi. Uh, so that was. Because when I moved from, I was still in Pennsylvania when I was, I, I did Sudden Death, The Quest, Maximum Risk. After Maximum Risk came Double Team. Double Team was mm -hmm. probably the most physical movie for me uh, because that was my, my chance um, to do the scene with a tiger. If you didn't see Double Team, there's a scene where Jean-Claude get chased by a tiger in the Coliseum. And it was, I would say, I ran the 100 yard dash in about five seconds. The, the scene, it, it was about four days shoot with the tiger because we had it, the, the trainers had the, tiger, had the tiger, they had to actually show the tiger where to run, you know, where to go up the steps, down the steps. And now that the tiger knew where had, where, where it was going to run, now it had something to run at me. Before we started shooting the tiger scene, I went over to the producer. I said, hey, can I borrow your phone just to hey, give my mom a call? But before I do the scene, he gives her the phone. Hey, mom, I'm, I'm, I'm doing a scene now. It's, it's, it's with a tiger. You know, he's going to be chasing me. Oh, okay, honey. is is a tiger friendly? Oh, yes. Yeah, it's so friendly, Mom. I'm petting it, you know, going Gucci, Gucci, goo. I said, just want to let you know, you know, it's gonna, we're going to film it now. I love you. Okay, okay, bye. So I hung the phone up. Now, the tiger, there's a scene. A tiger has his own cage. I had my own cage. What, what it was, I had to run around the corner past the camera. So I'm behind the wall and the tiger's in the cage. I'm standing next to the cage and the, the stunt coordinator goes, okay, Todd, try to get the, uh, try to get the tiger riled up. I said, what do you want me to do? So I went over to the tiger and I was like, ah! and his, 
the fangs were, it was like huge, the, the roar, everybody heard the roar. I'm like, oh boy. So I'm standing next to the cage. When they say action, I start running around the corner and all I can hear is a trainer open up the tiger's cage. I'm running past, you'll see that little gate where the tiger ends up. I run past the gate. I got to pull the gate in front of me to block the tiger for like, you know, a couple, two, three seconds. And then I leave and I run and I run. And I dive into my cage with the stunt coordinator in there. So they, they close the cage with the, he had a big stick. And then we're waiting for the tiger to come around and the tiger is guided to that cage. They close that cage. Okay, cut. <laughs> I think when I have to, we're going to have to do it again. I'm like, oh boy. So we had to do it again. And, uh, same thing. We set the tiger up. I'm next to the cage. Hey, goochie, goochie, goo. Uh, and then again, action. Now this time I turn the corner and I, I slip and my heart went up to my throat. I'm like, Oh boy. I run around and I get the, I pull the cage in front of me. The tiger's up there. I'm shaking it, shaking it a little longer, a little longer, a little longer. And then I run, I dive into the cage. He t- goes into his cage. And then there's a scene. I think you showed it earlier with Dennis Rodman with the motorcycle. After that scene, I had to run up the steps and then down the steps. Now the director said, okay, Todd, when you're running up the steps, we want to try to get the tiger in the shot with you. I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) So you'll see in the scene where I'm running and then the the tiger does get into the scene. But when I come down the steps, there was about maybe 30 steps. I'm running on the steps. I'm looking back. And then I dive into the cage and the tiger comes down the steps and he jumps into his cage and closes it. So it was, it was probably the most adrenaline I've had in a long time. Just being chased by a wild beast. They're beautiful, beautiful animals. Jeff Quest, graphics design, custom vinyl lettering, and all your art and video needs. 516-317-8204. That's for Jeff Quest Graphic Design. And Nitro's Garage for all your automotive needs. Call 646-675-2349. That's 646-675-2349. For all your automotive needs, Nitro's Garage, ask for Jack. In the mood for a freshly roasted cup of coffee? www.offtherailscoffeeroasters.com We're back. We're back, Tim. Okay, so tell us what happened in the next film. So after Double Team, again...
Are you guys there? Hello. Anybody home? You are you are back. You had frozen there for a little bit, and we were like, "What happened to him?" I was froze. Okay, I'm back on. You're back on, and you may tell us all about the rest of your life. <laughs> <laughs> In five so minutes. After... No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, no problem. Oh, is that how much we have? Five minutes? No, we have about. Uh, we've got a good 12. 10, 15 minutes. Okay, and then so after after double team. Uh, I go to, I get the call to go to Hong Kong to film knockoff. Hong Kong. Uh, th- these stunt guys were the elite of the elite. These guys are so incredible. Uh, I got to meet and work with Rob Schneider, Leila Rashan, uh, Paul Sorvino, all these guys. So pretty much the same thing. Um, you know, the sand and photo, now the stunts. Um, and so for, for knockoff was another, it was another scary situation. There was a scene where Jean-Claude is driving a speedboat and he's got to come. There was a two big barred ships and there's a tow line in between the two barred ships. So we had to drive the speedboat in between that tow line, step up on the seat as the boat is going and then jump off and grab out to the tow line and the boat keeps going. The very first take, the boat, uh, I get right in between and I'm just I'm, uh, as I'm about to jump, the boat stalls. Now there's an AD in the front of the, of the, uh, of the boat under the, uh, in a little like compartment. I'm like the boat stalled, the boat stalled. And here comes the barge. The barge crashes into us. It turns us sideways like we're holding on. So that was another scary moment, but the finished product looked awesome. Um, I got to work with Samo Hung. He, he's he's incredible. Also, you know, he's uh, Jackie Chan's bigger brother in their brotherhood. Um, so just just being on set now, getting really comfortable, you know, with uh, with the stunt work, and I would still stay on set and just watch, you know, Rob. And Jean-Claude, you know, do their dialogue, Layla and, and Paul Sorvino. So it, it just, that momentum kept going and going and going. So uh, sudden death, Sam Hong. So uh, sudden death, uh, knockoff. So uh, knockoff. And then, and then after knockoff, they're pretty familiar, you know, with me. So after that, uh, I leave. And I think um, there was probably maybe an knock off after maybe like a, a couple couple years in between then i got to do other stuff you know i did some i was fitness magazines i got involved with that stuff and then after that uh it was legionnaire now legionnaire we filmed the morocco legionnaire i feel is one of his best movies it was a great film that should have been sent out theatrically but it was just on dvd um, in Morocco, Sahara Desert, out, out in nowhere. And then, because uh, you, you can be looking in the north direction, crystal clear, blue skies. You turn around, dark, sandstorm coming. And one day we, we were hit with a sandstorm. And we'll never forget, everybody said, okay, uh, everybody, into your, into your trailers, into your trailers now, into your trailers. 
Legionnaire. We got into the trailers, the sandstorm came, and that was one, uh, the one time it happened, there was a lady, I think she was a, uh, with, the, with the craft service, I think she was having like a, a seizure. And I see Jean-Claude running over and, and going over to her, and I guess you know, he helped her give her her shot during the sandstorm. So he gave her a shot and then, you know, got her, got her to safety. The sandstorm maybe lasted, you know, a couple of minutes, but that was my first sandstorm. Um, but just again, traveling to these countries, you can't put a price tag on it. You know, it makes you appreciate what you have when you go back home because some, the way some of these, you know, some of these people live, same thing in Thailand, you know, we get to walk into the villages. They have like a little, like a, like a, like a bucket where they wash and everything. It, it just makes you appreciate what you have, um, uh, you know, when you go to see these, these, uh, these different com- uh, countries. So Legionnaire ends. That was 98, I believe. And then I made my transition. I moved to California. California was in 99. I've been here 22, yeah, 20, 22 years, 23 years, more like that. And I remember I, I, I stay with my buddy and his wife in, uh, in California for about a month or so. But my first two weeks in California, it's, it, it's again, timing and luck. Because there was a time where I lost contact with Jean-Claude. And so I, my, my friend and his wife, his wife was a teacher. So I would, I would, they would let me use the car. I would drive her to her, her teaching class. And then I just came back to Woodland Hills. I went to the mall. I meant that the sharper image was a store. You know, those massage chairs. I said, ah, I'm sitting in a massage chair like this. And a girl comes walk, running in. She goes, oh, my God, Jean-Claude Van Damme is in the mall. He, is he? So I get up from the massage chair. And it's, it's Jean-Claude and Gladys and his kids. I say, Jean-Claude, it's Todd. He goes, hey, Todd. He goes, hey, I'm going to need you to come with me to Texas to uh, finish up Universal Soldier the Return. We'll send you all the information. I was like, all right. So I'm in California only two weeks. And again, I meet him again. And then, you know, so I go to Texas. We, we do the final scene with Michael Jai White. Michael Jai White is the man. I know a lot of people don't like him, but he, he, is, he was just a, a great down-to-earth guy just like Jean-Claude, they're, they're both great guys. And um, just meeting him and working with him and, you know, cracking jokes with him, it just, it, it makes it all, you know, the more fun when you get to actually know these actors and actresses that are in the business. Again, I'm still kind of getting in the business, but, you know, I got, I got some, you know, stuff under my belt. Um, and then after Universal Soldiers Return, again, I started worrying about, you know, my career. Um, I had, I went about through maybe two, three, four agents at the time, back in 99, 2000. They just had no idea how to market me. So I said, what do I need an agent for? I just kept networking myself, passing cards out, you know, sending headshots. And, uh, you know, and then slowly but surely, I, I get some stuff uh, on, on Craigslist. Yeah, I go to Craigslist, you know, actors needed. I got to do a film, a short film called A Reason to Live. It was a dramatic little film. 
that really shows, well, my range of, of, of acting as well as, you know, besides the stunt work, the kicking, the punching and, and all that. And all of my reels, if you're interested, are on YouTube. If you just type in my name, you'll see my, my acting reels, my stunt reels, all these other different interviews. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. You, you, you can find me everywhere, but it's where I belong. So when I when I made that move, I, I made the right move. I'm not saying it it was it's easy, because this business it's got its peaks and valleys, peaks and valleys, peaks and valleys, rejection left and right, left and right, left and right. But you know if you stick with it, it can happen. It can happen for anybody. What do you think would be your favorite thing to do as a stunt? Well, I've I've always loved doing, you know, the fight scenes because w- with Jean-Claude, he's a perfectionist. I learned so much with him. The fight scenes were always, you know, adrenaline rush. And just in general, you know, being thrown downstairs or or or, you know, driving a motorcycle or driving a car just in general stunts in general it is a big uh, adrenaline rush and for me i i don't know if i can pick one thing but if i if i wanted to pick one thing it would be the fight scenes because you know van damme is a legend i've learned so much from him i've learned so much from you know jackie chan's uh, stunt people in hong kong because they came to visit us uh, on set um Again, just a big adrenaline rush to um, just to be there and to see what it takes to put a movie together. Again, it's it's not all glamorous. It, it, it's long hours, take after take after take, and to just to get to know the people on set because when you're on a set, you're, you're part of their family. I like to get to know all the craft service people. You know the the hair and makeup people, you know, the, the electricians, the best boys, the, the, the grips, camera guys. And you get to know these people because they've been around and you learn a lot from them. So for me, just being on set is probably the best part of, of, of everything I'm doing and everything I've done. What will your fans uh, be looking forward to next week? Because we're this, this show is over for today. Um, what are you be talking about next week on, on that show or don't you know yet? Are we still live? We are still live. Oh, it's a secret. It's a secret. All right. Well, we'll keep it as a secret. <laughs> and uh, you want to say anything else to your fans? T-O-double-D out. Train hard. Think positive, And have fun. <laughs>